Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Please delete as appropriate. This is the Material Podcast, episode number 411. And oh my God, have we got a lot of info for you. I am Florence Ion, your host, and I'm joined here by your other host, Andy Anatko. Hi, Andy. Hello. And you know, I'm glad you let off with that because a lot of the kids today and the modern problems of the modern workaday digital push button world, they don't get they're not they can't trust adults like us to give them this straight 411 about this thing called fentanyl. Fen fen phenom tall. I'm telling you that that's gonna that's gonna lead you kids all the way just right to rocket sled to the boneyard. And you know what? Your parents didn't raise you. I'm sorry. I'm trying. I'm channeling. You real you realize that I I I grew up during like the Nancy Reagan just say no stuff. Yes. And I yes. had to watch so many damn videos of again middle aged people taking a folding chair and turning it around and straddling it. Yep. Because that's the yep. They're going to really rap, and we're going to give you the 411 that you may think that, oh, sure, marijuana is a harmless drug. I want you to look at this picture and see, does he think marijuana was harmless? He won't answer you because his head is missing, because he took a whole bottle of marijuana capsules and thought he could fly. Like, yeah, that that none of that happened. I mean, I, I, I was already not going to do drugs because i've i've met the people in this high school who smoke marijuana and that's not aspirational for me in any way shape or form but i also <laughs> I, I would actually much rather like be in a class right now than be listening to this assembly because at least calculus is not insulting to me it's not it's not someone says that someone's the the, the, the teacher of my calculus class knows that this is way above your heads you're not going to get any of this and we're just going to have to keep carving those ruts in your brain until the water flows straight and true. But you telling me that marijuana, this, this, this whole thing, I, that, I just feel, I feel dissed and, and I, you think that you're hip middle-aged person, but you don't know what the word dissed means because you're not one of the kids. You think you can rap with the kids, but Hey, if I, if I, if I asked you who Biggie Smalls was, Okay, you would not you you'd be so don't don't use words like rap with me. Mm -hmm. I just I wish I had your experience, your Gen X experience, because my millennial experience was uh, the new millennium of church kids. And let's have dog trainers at an assembly dogs doing tricks you know why dogs are so important to us because dog spelled backward is god and god is the one who is there for us all the time just like dogs i swear this was an assembly that was done at my christian high school all right um, you, 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 were, you were also the right age target for that wasn't there like a weird like four and a half year period where like the the, the deacons of the, of the church was like hey and here we're going to pass out these rings for you to wear. And that ring on your finger oh, yeah. means the purity that rings. Yeah. Yeah. That was that. You guys, let me tell you out there. Don't, don't put on this gonna... ring unless you want to be one of the cool kids with a yeah, ring. Yeah. Yeah. Listen, if you want us to talk about this, here's what, here's what you got to do. You got to go to relay.fm slash membership and you have to give us money. <laughs> and if more <laughs> of you sign up, 
for the members only episodes, I will tell you all the stories of my Christian high school experience. <laughs> They're just as cringe. That was just a a little teaser of that. Um, but we're not going to talk about that on today's podcast. Today, We've got a whole different kind of cringe to dive into. <laughs> oh, God. Does it have to do with a 12-minute supercut of Sundar Pichai saying AI? Oh, because that went out this morning on YouTube, by the way. My coworker found a link. <laughs> I, I'm super I'm super impressed, too, because that was a two-hour and five-minute keynote at Google I.O. And I've now spent, like, two whole days... Re, re reviewing it, re reviewing it, taking notes on it, reorganizing those notes, doing re research based on those notes, talking to people who could explain the research based on those notes. Because at this point, I've like I've I've had to I've had to be able to explain the, the importance of Google I/O's revelations to a lot of people. I was on NPR right. this morning, and a lot of mainstream media. That's that's what they reach out to us during this time of year, and they go technology journalist could you distill this down for the people <laughs> please and then you listen to it back and they only used like five words of what you said because everything else you said was a little too techy yeah <laughs> anyway sorry or the, no i know you did do radio no, no, for again, the, it's, for the google it, io recap yeah. so I'll, I'll so I'll, so all i'm saying is that at this point it, it is actually in the show notes that i am i i'm quoting here andy is at a bit of a disadvantage yeah. as I didn't mention that, of course. I I had, I had to like spend some more time, like because I, I put in way too many notes in the stock and way more than we could possibly use. So I had to reorganize them so that it, the interesting things would be in there and also that makes some sort of sense. And so now I I really am truly sick to death of even thinking about Google I/O. But now we're going to talk about it. One, but I, it, this is going to be this is going to be great because this is like the last period before summer vacation at the bar no this is me and you at the bar everyone has left already <laughs> and we're the last ones because we have the the flights going out the next morning okay so everybody <laughs> already left it's just you and me in the hotel bar for whatever our companies are paying for and we're just talk we're going to talk all the gossip <laughs> i'm going to tell you everything from my perspective you're going to tell me everything from your perspective and then we're going to be like oh it's so great to share this time together Okay, I'll, that's that's what we're in for today. Okay, I'll, I, I I have I have new vitality and enthusiasm. I, I, I also, I also have a I also have a bottle the, of know. highly caffeinated Coke, so that both. Oh, that's okay. I had a Sprite for. today, a McDonald's Sprite, so Ooh, it was perfectly the, crisp, I, right I, out of the machine. With, was, with the with McDonald's machine ice, that's yes, that's yes. what sells it. Yes. <laughs> oh God. That's the best part of me driving myself to these things in Silicon Valley is my celebratory McDonald's afterwards. <laughs> I'm just like, time for me to drive the drive home and get my food and my libations in the car for the drive home. <laughs> <laughs> that, that must be that must be such a weird experience. I can't imagine what it's like to like I'm going to drive to the Google to the Google or Apple or whatever keynote and then be in my own bed at the end of the day because that doesn't happen anywhere like near but in a completely different part of the bay area that is untouched by this tech True. that's the thing because and i feel like this is a good segue when you go to silicon valley there is silicon valley dna and everything like the random sushi restaurant i found in a strip mall that had rolls <laughs> named for google employees Okay, see, I see. I did put this in the notes because I saw you on. Yes. I saw your in your Instagram stories. You're you're showing off a G roll, 
and I was trying to figure: is that something? Are, are with with that with the? I, I know that they don't actually have sushi chefs, sushi chefs, sushi sushi chefs anymore. So I don't. I, but I would imagine that in the in the glory days that they might have had that in one of the free cafeterias at Google. But I this is they, a this is a third party. This is an aftermarket. Yes. sushi. This is an unlicensed yeah. well, I mean, sushi. Not all you know, Google employees are going to eat on campus, right? So True. the restaurants around, they cater to the clientele and they put stuff on their menu for the folks who, you know, are left the campus and are having meetings or whatever. So this sushi place had, so I, I actually, um, don't write me letters. I actually don't really like fish. Uh, I'll eat like a very tiny little number of things. I'm not really a seafood person, but I love a veggie roll. Okay. And I, after I was feeling so awful last night and I just wanted to like eat something that felt fresh. Right. And so you can get that from a veggie roll. And so I found this place. It was very well rated. Obviously I use Google maps and then I look at the menu, I preview it and I see that they have a Google roll on there under the vegetarian rolls. And I was like, <laughs> whatever I'm here, let's do it. This is, this'll, this'll be fun. Let's do something different. Um, so I went and I ordered it and then I, yes, I tried it at the hotel. I posted on my Instagram story. Um, so it'll be gone by the time this comes out, but, uh, it was cream cheese, macadamia nut, garlic, basil, and avocado. Okay. I, I buy that. So cream, I was talking to my husband about this before we started recording. I don't know how it is that like cream cheese, I asked him like, how did cream cheese become a part of the sushi dynamic and yeah. he's like that it's american sushi right. <laughs> so it's like okay i mean i and i was fine with it i i like i can eat a dollop of cream cheese i'm not grossed out by it <laughs> uh fish anyway so it was it was <laughs> see it was good the first bite because the macadamia nuts were actually crunchy but you know how macadamia nuts can be mealy when you get to like those really thick yeah parts I, yeah exactly that's what was uh, okay. happening further on in the roll. So I ended up just eating the other veggie rolls that I got. But, you know, it was an experience. And, uh, and you know, if I uh, see this, is, this is why I would either be a really successful restaurateur or absolutely went a business in three weeks. Because I, I, I think that I would consider like, oh, I should have like the, the Google sushi, the, 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 the Google roll. But then my next thought would be. I really, really have to have as one of the options, I'm feeling lucky. <laughs> <laughs> Where it's like, maybe you're going to get like this okay, amazing salmon that costs like $1,000 <laughs> per gram. Maybe it's something from the back of the fridge that I don't think will kill you, but I can sell it to you right. legally. Uh, and I don't know, maybe that's on my mind because there. did you read the story about how a couple people – Many people got sick, and a couple of people died eating sushi in Montana uh, because they had the the, the okay. daily special, well, the special roll. Unquote. Just said sushi in Montana. So. <laughs> well, you know that, that's big sky country. I think that I think that mm -hmm. they're for if they're in exchange for having the big sky and that depriving us of in a in a in, a in a sort of sky thirsty part of the world. Mm -hmm. uh, I think that they can. They can be have a poke, have some fun poked at them, but yeah. So, uh, uh, so two people died because there was a the, the special role like on Monday night had some kind of like morels, uh, uh, mushrooms imported from Japan, and they're trying they're still trying to figure out whether it was 
the the mushrooms were bad or they were mishandled or they were old and this is where i learned that a and of course there's there's every there's there's the there, there are the great it wasn't new sites even fish. That, it was mushrooms yeah that's almost disappointing isn't it mm-hmm. i mean to to go out like you know what i ordered the fugu I thought, you know, because I, I had been mm-hmm. around the world and back again every single, that's the only type of sushi I hadn't tried. And you know what? I it, I determined that if I were not going to order this one last famous piece of sushi that I've never tried before, then I was not being me and then I was ready to die. And that was kind of okay. And you're not saying it to anybody because after you die, there's just nothingness. But I'm, but, but in terms of like an illustration here, mm-hmm. but like if it was, a, if it was a mushroom, that's like, okay, that's. And, and not, not even and not even the sort of thing where you were lost Wait. in the woods for weeks and weeks and weeks right, and right. You, and you've been surviving on mushrooms and you accidentally right. in the basket you picked the wrong one that that also that's 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 some pretty good like pioneer energy there but yeah eating eating a eating eating rest a restaurant meal that kills you yeah that's well I'm still here despite well, I'm glad, and I'm eating a Google roll and attending Google IO and also by the way I'm just going to say it because I was I just I don't know what it is this is my first in person Google IO by the way since I had Mona and I had a lot of disheveled mom energy <laughs> yes, going on yesterday I was just and and uh, but it, I'm 3 years into it right so I'm like I'm like whatever at this point I've accepted that this is my my lot in life at this point in time where I am. Um, That's as clean as my blouse is ever going to be. Yeah. (laughs) And I'm okay with that. (laughs) Yeah. um, I did barely brush my hair out the door yesterday, but I was like, I'm going to be outside all day. It's fine. Um, I had a pimple patch on because I had a very gnarly pimple in the morning. And I was like, Oh my God, I have to see executives today. I should put a sticker on it. That is a glittery cloud. (laughs) 10 people mentioned it to me trying to be kind stewards to tell me I had something on my face. (laughs) And each time I'd be like, by the 10th time I was like, Oh, don't worry. It's a pimple patch. (laughs) And so I, I don't even, I I just, I got away with wearing a pimple patch in front of these people (laughs) that I've been interfacing with professionally for 10 oh, years. God. You know, the I, head of Google PR. I'm just yeah. like, hey, how are you doing in this <laughs> giant glittery cloud? See, I, I I didn't realize like what a dark mood I'm in right now. <laughs> because my my thought would be, I I wish if I were if I were in that cir- circumstance, number one, uh, as as in general, where males have have it better, have more options in more in, in the United States. Uh, I the option that we have in that sort of thing is that we can pretend that we cut ourselves shape, we nicked ourselves shaving, and that's why we have like this little bandage like over over the over the spot. However, in your circumstance, I'm like my 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 I put myself in that position, and I immediately knew that I would at least think of saying, "Oh, thank you," but I'm uh, it's a piece of skin cancer that's being biopsied i mean i'm not i'm not, not going to find out until like four hours so actually this keynote is it's good to take my mind off of things because you know i mean can't the big c it you know so it, it, it's taken out so many of my family but but anyway oh, hey that tablet looks like, like a real honey of a piece of piece of equipment mm, mm. 
It's okay. It was funny. I laughed about it all day. That would have been wrong, by the way. That would have been so wrong for me to say, but there's, there's part of my brain that is tasked to come up, at least put that in the output bin. (laughs) And then there's a, there's another subroutine that says, no, let's take that out of the output cache. Let's not send that out. So I, you know, we have just like a little bit more time, but I I do want to talk about some of the other little odds and ends of Google I.O. sharing with everybody Please. here, you know, so sharing pa- with you paint as us well. A word, paint us a word picture. Add, add, a, add, well, add, add the color of the winds that we were a- unable to get through picture. streaming. Well, I'll I'll let Andy paint it for you. So here's the hat that they gave out. Uh, it is corduroy. Okay. So it's got all the corduroy, but it is it is embroidered. Um, with the, with so, the I.O. You know. logo. That, that, that is a weird logo. I mean, it's it seems like it, they're trying to go for like 1970s, but kind of not. It's I mean, it's not ugly. It's just I'm trying to parse it. It really yeah, looks good on top on top of your headphones like that. That's <laughs> oh, I have a giant bun on right now. Okay, so that's the hat. Um, they also it's in the hamper because I wore it last night and today because it was cold in the hotel room. But they also gave out a sweater, a black sweater, but. Um, not everybody got it. It was only for the people who picked up early badges. Okay. So that's in my hamper right now. But then I also got this long sleeve shirt. It's just (laughs) a white, just a white shirt with some symbols along the sides. So, you know, I'm probably, again, a shirt to wear around the house with leggings. Um, I wear most of these things. Oh my God! You you should you should be a fashion influencer because you're a natural at this. Well, let's let's show. I'm going to show you everything that I picked up at the at, at the at the thrift today. Now the thing is, I can dress it up for for like a, a parent teacher meeting, or just dress it down when I'm just going for a quick errand to the post office. That's why I got it. I, I might trim I might trim the sleeves down a little bit. I just don't know yet. I'm going to be honest. The people that they had hired to like do the crowd control, they had these really cute little. Because the style right now is to wear a fanny pack around your um, chest, right. and so they had these cute little fanny packs that people were wearing. Anyway, not not for us, <laughs> um, but I did get this this tote bag. So this is like my seventeenth Google tote bag. I have so many Google <laughs> tote bags, uh, but it's a good sturdy cloth tote bag. So definitely gonna I'm just like throwing. And this the logo looks better scaled up. I like it scaled. Yes. Up. Uh. I'll, let me show you the badge real quick, and then I have one more thing to show you. So the reason I want to show you the badge is because I'm gonna lie. We're you're gonna laugh about it. Okay, so here's the lanyard. Here's the back of Multiple it. Okay. Colors, yeah. What happened to my photo? <laughs> it's not just me. Every single person had a squished photo. Oh my god! On their ID. That's, like something yeah. happened in the software that they were using that everybody had a squished profile. Were they doing sort of like a generative? They just basically they they threw like your information into the AI. So you generate a picture of who this might be. I you know the thing is I uploaded that. I mean that is a yeah. lovely picture that I took. I paid money for those headshots for my friend to take them, and uh, that's. I mean, I'm, anyway. I'm, I'm, if there's a woman who looks like that, I'm sure she's wonderful. I don't want to ben- I don't want to malign her looks. I'm just saying that. Look that, especially the 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 drama of you holding up the picture for an actual side by side comparison. That's that's a dramatic change. Had, if you yes. if you if you had come uh, if you had come back from 
like let's say that you uh, you'd gotten some elective cosmetic surgery and you decided to go overseas to some foreign locale to get it cheap and you come back came back healed up looking like that i would be searching for kind things to say i would be searching to avoid almost any qualitative because that's that's definitely not you that's 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 a drastic change that's a, that's a choice yeah exactly okay so uh okay two more things to show you all right i I brought this all for Andy. Thanks for giving me the space. Okay. I took some snacks because um, I had a power bar in the morning. And so when they put the snacks out, I was like, oh, these will be great for later because I'm a journalist. This is what we do. So uh, one of the things is called a, this is a tiki tiki mix. Okay. It has uh, bacon, candied pineapple, peanuts, honey, tamari, cayenne, pepper, salt, and sesame seeds. Now, is it can can you tell through the package? Is is it sticky? Yes, it looks. Sticky. Yeah, see, looks really sticky. So, yeah, journalists who are going to be taking notes on their laptops for the next two hours—that's not a kind like snack to offer, unless there's a they wet also, nap staple to it. Is there? There was nap? not. No, there was. There were also these cute little like they look like uh, ice cream pint cups, but then you would open them up, and there were all these like health food boosters in there. So there was like. Uh, there's like a fruit leather and a tiny little smoothie, um, but I didn't get to truck take stop amphetamines. That sort of stuff. <laughs> I mean, okay. Last thing, and this is no, this is not last thing. Second to last thing. This is what I've been enjoying. I've already been eating them. Uh, so these are made in San Francisco, Charles, Charles. chocolates. Okay. Yes, they're very delicious. Um, and what this is in particular is a caramelized crisp rice bar with 65% bittersweet chocolate. That so that's what I was eating sound, before the that podcast. That does sound excellent. Yes. Sorry. <laughs> that's it. It was my post IO treat last night. I was like in the hotel bed, just like, oh god, I'm just putting chocolate in my. Wow. And th- and this and just and I I I promise I promise listeners we'll we'll get we'll get to the actual stuff. But the the some these were these were not like in this indiv- part of the recap. <laughs> but but yeah, but but, the, but these weren't in like individual gift bags or something like this. There's just like mm-hmm. a hopper full of them, and see that that is that is a really yeah, gutsy stations. move. Yeah, because that's because had... uh, uh, I I have uh, I've accrued enough dignity and class since I was 23 to like not say hey if the if they're for free i can just fill how many pockets and bags do i have and how much can i fill with them i might have done that when i was 22 or 23 because i was absolutely damn dead broke at 22 23 that was like three days four days worth of meals but nonetheless you, you, you if you know that there's a lot of journalists in the way they are gonna take like more than they need for that day because they, they're going to have to, sna- they don't have time for real meals. So they have to work. They're going to be snacking throughout the day. And they know that in two weeks' time, like they're going to be starving at another event and they're going to yep. rummage through their bag desperately yep. hoping to find something. And boom, they found like yep. the three extra bars that they took and forgot about. It's, it's a good way to lose like a whole bunch of premium snacks if you just basically put them in a hopper and let journalists see them. That's a way yes. to lose premium snacks. Yes. And, but the, you know, the other thing is I, I come from a family that, you know, we, we took stuff home from the buffet in napkins in our <laughs> bags. Okay. So you just got to make this is human nature. It's fine. It's fine. Yep. Uh, last thing. And let me, I'm going to send you a link real quick and then I'll show you what I'm talking about. So I'm going to send you a little link uh, through our little Slack channel that we have. Um, 
Now they had inside each gift bag, they had these packs of cards, right? And they look like Pokemon cards. So they were covered. You didn't know what was inside them. Um, I already gave a bunch to Mona to play with. So I took the two that I liked the best. Um, and I took the holographic one. Nice. It, look, it looks, which it, is the it looks dragon like a, dino. It looks like a collectible trading card. You have some a mm-hmm. handsome piece of art and then some, mm-hmm. some bizarre text and a couple of statistics in the upper corner. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. And then this one's a fairy android. I just thought <laughs> this was very cute. I want to put this on my wall. And so what this is, it is a... So they built the cards using generative AI. Using our own character designs as training data, we created thousands of bespoke images with two te- technologies developed by Google Research. Muse, a text-to-image AI model, and DreamBooth, a technique running on top of Muse that allows you to personalize text-to-image models to generate novel images of a specific subject. Okay, there's more to this, by the way. Um, they also pre-generated hundreds of thousands of unique text descriptions using the Palm API, which we're going to get into uh in the show coming up next. And then as a final step, they used Flutter, Dart, Firebase, and Google Cloud, which are all developer tools to create the game interface and mechanics. So it's just another one of those, it's like the blob, blob opera, another one of those projects to show how Google has fun, you know? Um, And if you're wondering how generative AI does, so like (laughs) this is an Android with wings. It looks, it looks pretty nice. It it looks, it looks like it, it, follows like the design language of like mm-hmm. the, the 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 android droid yeah mm-hmm. and then underneath it says fairy android android is a fairy who can bake cookies that grant wishes okay, okay. here's dragon dino <laughs> we're i'm only showing andy too don't worry this is the last one it's so really here's glossy. dragon dino and it's shiny it's it's holographic oh okay got it like the Glass. like the sh- the shiny pokemon cards right nice okay and then this is probably hard for you to see, but it's like a 3D dino. It looks like out of a video game, like a 3D video game. It's it's the Chrome dino from the, the <laughs> fail. It's the fail dino. So Dragon Dino. Di- keep in mind, AI wrote this. Dino the Earth Dragon is a creature of myth and legend who can raise mountains and create earthquakes. Those who stand against them are said to be doomed. Jeez. Dang. Yeah. This is this Google this if, even in jest, this is not a good year for you to suggest you have the power to doom anybody. This yeah, is I, keep you know, keep, try to keep yourselves alive before you start throwing around careless threats like that. And people were supposed to basically share these around like they would have random characters and they could collect them and then they would download let's see, you download an app or something. Anyway, I'll put the link in the show notes if you want to go check it out. Just really, yeah, it's, it's really a, interesting developers conference this year. It, it was. It is a game. If you go to flip.withgoogle.com, yes. you can play them uh, without without the really cool holographic cards. Yes. I wonder. If, hang on, I'm, I'm I, I I have to I know, check. We're doing it now. I know we're going in real. We're going in real time. I'm Google flip cards. No. Wow, I, I was sure that I, was, I would see some on eBay. Maybe I'm using Sorry, the wrong. Sorry, flip.withgoogle.com. Yes. Yes. Oh, you, uh, well, eBay, it's a little too soon for eBay. It's a little too soon. Yeah. Okay. I Good feel. Point. Maybe. Well, all I know, like, all, all I know is there, I, I, I do know a lot of people that are 
really efficient at that sort of thing. If they know that they, if they, if when they get swag that they know they don't want, like they'll immediately, like while they're like waiting for the presentation to start, they'll just say, eh, what will it cost me just to, to kill time to, to, to put an eBay listing? I'll have a buy it now of $12. And if it sells, I'll know that I can, I can, I can buy, I, I can buy half of a cheese sandwich for the flight. That's a home. good point. That's a good point. Um, before we get into the full show, so this is a big show, obviously. It's a full, well, as full as we can make it, Google I.O. recap. Uh, I do want to let you all know that we do have a members episode <laughs> coming up after this. And if you are a member of the Relay FM network, you will get access to this special members-only episode. And in it, we're going to talk about my demonstration with Project Starline. You had a little and, adventure. Uh, yes. And maybe, you know, maybe you'll I'll have some other tidbits from Google I.O. in there too. You know, a little incentive for those <laughs> who want to go check out relay.fm slash material or relay.fm slash membership. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really tired. So if exactly. you find that we're I'm the, searching for a word sometimes, that's going to happen. We're, 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 you're, you're, your two hosts have desperately underclocked cpus at this moment we're doing the best we can our hearts are we in really the right are. place we really are please keep so that in mind with, exactly so let's take a quick break then andy we'll take a quick break and when we come back we'll talk about everyone's favorite buzzword ai this episode of material is brought to you by express vpn i don't know if you've heard but Streaming services like Netflix, they often have tens of thousands of shows, but depending on where you are, you only get to see a small selection of what's available. It's almost like paying for a gym membership and only using the treadmill. Well, that's where ExpressVPN comes in. When you use ExpressVPN, you can change your online location, which can change where streaming services think you're located. They have almost 100 different server locations, so you can discover thousands of new shows to watch on Netflix, BBC iPlayer, YouTube, and more. That means I can watch uh, Inception on Canadian Netflix, or this is very, very timely. It's uh, it's Thursday the 12th, the, uh, the, <laughs> the Eurovision Song Contest. The finals are on Saturday in two days. Uh, and they're not being broadcast on any U.S. networks or rec. I think I think they might be on like Paramount Plus or something. But I want to I want to see them. I, I want to see it covered by like the actual European like electronic media. I want them to be as excited about it as any nation that's been doing the Eurovision Song Contest for sixty years. And I can do that because I can pretend that I'm not American. Anyway, uh, just by you can do that just by opening the app, selecting a location, tapping one button to connect, and then refreshing the page to get access. There are loads of reasons to choose ExpressVPN over other VPNs. The blazing fast speeds mean that you can stream in HD with zero buffering. And it's compatible with all your devices, phones, laptops, smart TVs, and more. And ExpressVPN has the added benefit of encrypting your data so you can browse the web securely. So make a smart choice. Stop paying full price for streaming services and only getting access to a fraction of their content. Get your money's worth at expressvpn.com slash material. Don't forget to go to expressvpn.com slash material to get an extra three months of ExpressVPN for free. Our thanks to ExpressVPN for their support of this show and all of Relay FM. So Andy, I gotta say, this year's Google I.O. 
felt very different from the previous. So I, this is my 10th Google I.O. covering it as a professional journalist. It was my eighth, eighth Google I.O. in person. So, and it was after, you know, a pandemic. So I expected things to be a little slim. I expected things to be like CES, kind of a little discombobulated because, you know, everybody's kind of been out of the groove and all that. But um, we had the advantage of it being an outdoors thing. So it was, uh, at least we got to enjoy, we got to be outdoors and breathe fresh air and not have to be, you know, inside <laughs> casinos and stuff. But we got, we got to have school outside today. Yay. Yeah. So as, you know, Google usually does is that they had a keynote where they invited uh, press and partners and, you know, people they're trying to woo (laughs) to sit in front. And then um, on the lawn behind us, which is where I sat to see the Spice Girls um, in 1997, uh, (laughs) is where the developers would sit to watch the keynote. And then afterwards, they have a couple more like keynotes, they have a developer's keynote, and then they would usually, in previous years, go into sessions. So there would be booths all around the shoreline. You could go sit in these like giant air conditioned tents and you would just like have sessions as a developer. You would go give your business card to people. You would network, you would meet your friends, you would go to sandboxes and learn code. So it, it felt like a developer playground, right? And years past. And this year it did not feel like that. Hmm. And not just because of the abridged presence, okay? Because even with the small crowds at CES, it still felt like CES. The premise of CES was still coming through. It was like gadgets and then, you know, seven halls of phone cases, right? <laughs> so like, and, and the same, you know, technology, blah, 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 right? Where it really came through, though, was right at the beginning in the keynote because rather than it being about the Google products that we're really using, it felt like the whole keynote was just a plea to the world to please trust us with AI. (laughs) Yes. And you'll notice that they led right out of the gate with it. They spent an entire hour and then some talking about AI, and they spent only a little bit of time toward the end, really half an hour talking about hardware and the Android OS, which is, you know, what usually brings me to the table, right? It felt it, it felt hard to sit through that. It felt hard. Yeah. As a person who has covered 10 of these things, it felt very hard to sit yeah. through that keynote. It was, it, it, and it was, you're right. And it was so transparent. Like uh, there is, yes. there, there, there is, there, there are these two. So obvious. Yeah. I mean, there, there are these two mantras that the two specific phrases that they kept like triggering for, for the entire two hours. The first one was making AI more helpful for everyone. The other one was we're going to be both the, the, the phrase is bold and responsible mm. as we mm. develop artificial intelligence. I, what I, what I felt like was that they were really trying hard to like learn what learn from all of the, the scars that accumulated uh, like competing with Apple. And they said, you know what? Mm-hmm. In Google versus open AI, we want to be Apple and we want to make everyone think that open AI is Google. We, we want to be the ones that, hey, we're the nice like two hippies in a garage that just wants to make the world a better place. And they're the mean people who don't care about safety and integrity and privacy. And yeah, I mean, they, they like the, the, uh, it's, that's not to say that there weren't a, a hell of a lot of announcements. There were like 25 
different like Google products and services that got and stuff I want to use. Yeah, exactly. And, re- and really good stuff uh, that, that, that we're getting AI enhancements. But every single step, there was a template for for uh, for when Sundar was going through all this stuff. It was step one mentioned. Oh, the oh, the, the other thing they really wanted to land is that, hey, we're not catching up to open open AI. We're the people who kind of like invented all this stuff. We've been doing this like 10 for 10 years now. Duh. And so for every single thing, it would be number one. We first released this in 2011 using the our, our first model of AI, blah 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 blah, to 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 control the keyboard and and produce rollovers. Step two, but every day over two billion people use the alphabet that we've created in this keyboard. And then number three, and now we're incre- we're, we're 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 taking another step forward by using ch- using a, a, using a conversational AI to uh, to enhance this further. I'm 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 talking I'm telling you like every single step of the way. Even when they were what really what really got me like rolling my eyes so hard that I probably got a glare from like Rick Ostler all the way from like three thousand miles away. Like he probably noticed it, and so 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 came the point where he goes on stage to like introduce like the new Pixel hardware, and right. for the fr- I don't know if they've ever used this phrase before to describe Pixel hardware. If they did, I've totally forgotten about it. It's the first time that I remember it. But he specifically uh, described it as where uh, where is it where is it as quote leading. The, uh, the pixel line as quote leading the way in AI driven hardware experiences unquote for years. I'm like, really? I mean, I, I again, the, some of the some of the most interesting things about like the Pixel Six was that hey, we put this Tensor chip in, and now we're so we can run AI models directly on the device. But that's not like they were they're trying to base the entire thing on hey, look, we are an AI driven company, so of course this has AI. Hope you enjoyed your AI coffee and those. AI chocolates that we left out for the press that probably none of you are left for for the and your AI card game that we put in every one of your tote bags. Yeah, so I mean, but you you understand you you definitely understand why they thought this was so important. They're losing. They I uh, I'm not necessarily being a Google fan when I say that they have not lost any technological ground to OpenAI or anybody else. However, yeah. they're they're starting to lose. They're, they're starting to lose like the public relations uh, uh war and once you get a certain stink about you it's really hard to get rid of that stink and f- uh, when, I, when i'm talking uh, when i'm talking to like mainstream people like when i'm on the radio or like tv or stuff like that it, i really have to explain it because they think that oh well they're, they're struggling to catch up with open ai are they even going to survive i said dude it's like you are they are yeah, they're 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 probably going to be pretty much okay. They've when there's so many so so much of the stuff that they were showing off now is like you have to go back to previous keynotes and saying oh so they're getting rid of so this new Palm two large language model is going to be replacing Lambda which they introduced at another Google AI key, Google AI keynote uh, two years ago. Okay, great. So yeah, it's a, a lot of this a lot of this was getting ahead of <laughs> trying try, trying to tread back some of its reputation. And I will say, because we're still talking just about overview sort of stuff, um, I was really happy with the overall tone of what they were saying. We both saw a lot of stuff that we really liked, some stuff that we would like to personally use. But I'm talking about like the overall shape of the message, where they're consistently saying that we're not uh, – w- one of the things that kind of 
gets me gets up my nose about open AI stuff is that do they do a lot of hey look at this cute demo that we're releasing I mean here here's something here's something that we're releasing that you we can do a dramatic and interesting demo of we're not really going to explain how you would actually use this in practice. So you're free to speculate that this technology is going to take over your jobs and then take your lives as it acquires sentience. Whereas Google's message was consistently, we see our inclusion of AI into these products as uh, it's there to uh, it's, it's, it's there as a collaborator with you, just like, Actually, I think this, this is what they actually said, that just as when we created Google Docs, it was a way for people to collaborate with other people. When mm-hmm. we're introducing these AI features, it's a way for people to collaborate with artificial intelligence. And that was a very, very consistent tone across multiple different features and multiple different services. And so that's why they, they seem to have a plan and a strategy. And they were able to communicate a bunch of things where, just as we said, not cute demos, not uh, fodder for think pieces, but hey, I've got three different projects I can think of that would go so much better if I had that right now. Yeah, and I definitely think that, um, I don't know, it just felt like their keynote was more about how AI is going to be more practically integrated into all this stuff that's fit, you know, that consumers are using. It wasn't it still feels like when Microsoft talks about it, it's theoretical. Obviously, when Meta yeah. talks about it, it's theoretical too. <laughs> so, you know, it's like, but Google has always been more, more tangible about it, where it's been like, you can actually go and use this thing here. Um, but the problem, the problem is that I'm just worried about the AI the ethics of everything, everything that's going on behind the scenes, because at some point it's going to go beyond just like, this is a helper to make you a presentation and Google, whatever the present, the, not the presentation version, the PowerPoint version, (laughs) yeah, the version of PowerPoint. But yeah. um, Yeah. And they they gave, they they actually gave, uh, uh, James Manika, who's a senior vice president uh, at at the, uh, runs the technology and society group. Also, I think he over, oversaw overseas like all the research um that's that's his that's not part of his job to like every time there's a big like all eyeballs on us sort of presentation about the company and its work we're going to give you 10 or 15 minutes to talk about how responsible you're being uh, the company's being and how ethics are a really really important thing in artificial intelligence and that's it's nice that they acknowledge that this is something that deserves like a big hunk of time to discuss it would feel a lot better if they hadn't like fired Tim McGibrew and Dr. Margaret Mitchell for raising red flags about a lot of this large language model stuff and so on and so forth. But yeah, I mean, it, it really does show that this is, they have, they had such a strategy in place. It was, they, they felt as it, they felt like there was so much writing on this and that they blew this opportunity, you know, they're they're gonna just okay. they're, they're, that's another brick in their backpack that was that's already overloaded and heavy it reminded me a lot of a very desperate first date <laughs> you know the person is just like desperately trying to get you to like them and maybe i'm projecting a little bit because i definitely felt like i did some of this in in my dating life uh but 
I was having just a really hard time sitting through the keynote, not being like, this is such a desperate ploy to just like convince everybody everything is fine. And like, I don't want to be um, pessimistic about them bringing out, you know, James Monica, but the timeline of everything, the optics of everything, like it's just very hard to take it. Sure as seriously as I did a couple of years ago, because I've just been like, I just see all this scrambling to try and just be like, everything's okay. <laughs> but it's like, mm, but you felt like you, you know, a lot of the AI announcements or a lot of the Android announcements this year were very AI focused. <laughs> like, right. We didn't even talk about some of the interesting parts of the Android OS at the yeah. keynote at all, which we used to do in past keynotes because it used to be a keynote for developers, not a keynote for CNBC and like mainstream media and all the people who are just talking about AI coming out of Google. That's what it felt like. Yeah, but but to be fair, it's been a while since it was really a strictly developers a developers keynote. So it's true. It's, it's they've. I mean, they very quickly started to follow the the Apple model of, hey, this is in the in the old schedule of the developer conference that we've got a whole week of like hands on of of, of presentations we're going to be delivering to developers, of videos we're going to be releasing that are targeted to developers. We got like we can do all of the the pocket protector stuff for like the next five days. 80 hours of content per day we've got 90 minutes to talk to basically everybody and when we when we talk when we talk tomorrow to developers about uh, uh about how to uh give uh, agility to your apps user interface so that it can work uh, on a split screen or on a folding screen or on a tablet we're talking about technical stuff today. We're going to be talking to the general people about how we are really aiming very, very strongly at tablets now and foldables to as, as part of our strategy to have Android on the, on the widest variety of devices available. And, and those, and people like you and me and the analysts are uh, seasoned enough and wise enough to listen to the, this two hour presentation under that context that yes they are talking to the world about this is a state of the union this is their opportunity to establish here's what we're aiming for here's what we're here's what we think is important and here are some of our some of our character as a company uh mm-hmm. and so we have the ability to a appreciate that they're trying to describe themselves and give us a context for why they're doing what they're doing, but also appreciating that they are really trying to create a reality that hope they hope everybody is going to get behind. I mean, we're, we're going to see this. It's, it's going to be interesting uh, at the Apple uh, keynote in a few weeks because they're expected to uh, almost certain to take the wraps off of their uh, virtual reality goggles. And this is the first time Apple is putting out a product and they got nothing. They have, I can't stress this enough. They have nothing. This is a really, this is going to be a really well-designed and expensive piece of hardware for technology that nobody, including people who've invested a hundred billion dollars in it knows if there's any future or desire for this whatsoever. Okay, so this is going to be an interesting keynote in which unless they are so totally explicit saying that we think that there's a lot of promise there, we can in, we are fortunately we're in a position where we can invest 
many years in developing this so that by the time uh, you know, so that if, if it takes five years to really get this right and in a form that's going to be relevant for people it'll be there blah 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 if they say but then we started to think how can we go beyond the smartphone how can we push computing into that next? Oh, God, they're going the BS route. They're really trying to make us think that they know what they're doing and they're smart and they're brilliant when they're actually just gadget makers. Oh, my God, this is sad. Ah. Yeah. Sorry, everybody. I took a big stretch while Andy <laughs> was on the, on the soapbox. It felt like a good opportunity uh, to do that. This this was I, it was only one day. Why am I so tired? Yeah, it's only one day. Because there was a lot of stuff in one day. <laughs> it was a lot of stuff. I don't even. I I don't even know how we get through the the rest of this. Okay, let's see. Palm two okay, so, large. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'll, so yeah, so I'll 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 maybe we should just switch off alternate. Okay, so because yeah. I, I I broke out pretty much all of the. Uh, all of the announcements here. Um, Palm 2 is their new large language model. It's going to be powering pretty much everything. Uh, I mentioned earlier that they've uh, their previous uh, LLM was Lambda, uh, and now that's out. Uh, Palm is now in. It's now powering. Okay. It's now powering Bard. It's now powering all the feature, all the new features okay. that involve language that that they talked about during the keynote. Uh, it's uh, they in the keynote they're trumpeting three things about what makes it awesome. Uh, one that it supports an insane number of languages uh, and can really very easily flow and converse and translate between any one of them. Uh, it has a, what, what, what they're saying, common sense reasoning and formal logic, which means that it's, it's better at abstract trying to figure out context and figure out how one fact and uh, uh, concept flows into another um but also uh, powerful coding abilities supporting more than 20 different coding languages because that's one of the early things they said when they started putting out uh, a bard as an experimental preview that they were that lots and lots of people were trying to use it for code which was not something that they had specifically said that bard that the, the early version of mm -hmm. bard can do so yes uh, supports more than 20 coding languages um it was uh and some of the demos they showed off were pretty impressive. On the in the on stage demo, they showed off uh, what you could call compound tricks, like uh, up the prompt, mm. uh, find the bug in this Python code and explain to me why it doesn't work, uh, and then then fix the code and add uh, add inline comments in Korean for every single line of code. Explain like how this co how this code works, giving the example of like you are co you're you're you're, you're co uh, programming with another worker on the other side of the world and this is the code that like they provided and it doesn't work so now you have to you want to fix it but also explain to your co-worker whose language you don't speak uh, how it works um which is pretty cool there was also a this is one of the reasons why i one of the one of the one of the uh one of the uh, influencing factors in my being sick and tired of even thinking about google AI right oh right now they released a uh, 92 page technical report uh, as a PDF on Palm 2, which dug a little bit deeper, which actually was good reading because it has a lot of goodies. Like um, it doesn't need to have extensive training on every language specifically in order to be able to work with it or translate it. So, which is a, a big deal of, for a lot of languages for which there just isn't enough sample training text, like like Swahili, 
that there's just not enough text out there to give like billions of training examples so it can learn Swahili. However, because of the way that Palm 2 works, the fact that it knows these this bunch of languages means it can infer what Swahili is and do an actually very, very credible and capable job of, uh, of, of translating it. Um, some of the examples in the document that well, I was that I was pretty impressed by, at least without without at that time having having access to Bard, so I could actually try it out. But uh, they gave examples where it could even its comprehensive its its comprehension of language and specific language was fluid enough that it could translate an idiom in one language to its corresponding mm-hmm. idiom in another language. Like, oh, oh don't put so don't put the cart before the horse, or you know what. We're just we're just going to try to move the move the ball down towards the end zone. So okay, so so Bard and it, it and so in the in the document it gives examples of like asking asking uh, uh, asking uh, Palm to like explain what explain what this idiom means. Oh well, it's a football reference. It means making progress. So it, so it means that we're not going to try to s- solve this all in one go. We're just going to try to do make consistent steps forward and now because it was able to get that nugget of here's what it actually means it can find in french you know i have no idea what the corresponding thing is well you know we're going we're going to we're not going to try to bite off the entire stem of the wine bottle we're going to ease out of the cork little by little in french (laughs) and and with a better french accent i'm assuming so so interesting stuff like that um and uh they've already uh, They've already started work on the model. This that was interesting that they were already saying, "Hey, and by the way, we're already trying to obsolete Palm with this new thing called Gemini, of which we can't really explain anything because we're still building it." Uh, but yeah, but immediately, this is one of the few things that you can get right now. Palm Two is now powering Bard, uh, and Bard is now open to everybody. Yay! <laughs> uh, workspaces. So this is something that I think I would actually end up using. Um, AI tools and workspaces are now called Duet AI. That's not confusing at all. Uh, <laughs> you can use something called Help Me Write, which is already in Gmail and in Docs. Uh, and it was out for trusted testers the last couple of months, so people did have access to this. Um, there's also a I should say too that help me write ability. We're going to see some stuff like that in Android. So coming up, Um, help me organize in sheets. Basically, code generations makes it so much easier than going to Google.com and trying to find like (laughs) what is the code for doing this. And I never searched for it under Google Sheets because the SEO for that is very hard to find articles. So what I would do is I would go look for the Excel version. (laughs) <laughs> and then I would go into Google, back into Google, and, and ask, how do you do TKTK from Excel in Google? Anyway, I don't have to do any of that <laughs> stuff anymore. Um, help me visualize in slides. That's what it's called. And so that basically what it does is it, it generates a PowerPoint presentation for you. That's what I want to call it. Um, I did make a comment to myself. <laughs> It was me in my head. I was thinking. I did uh, think when they were doing this presentation about just how a lot of people are going to try and use this stuff to procrastinate. (laughs) I'm going to tell you, like the essay uh, plagiarism of my college days, right? It's going to be very hard for you to do things last minute. You're going to still need to work hard. 
Okay. Yeah. You're going to still need to make time to study and write your paper and put together your presentation. Maybe it'll be a little helpful because I don't have to worry about putting like words and images into a slideshow for my class, right? I could just put in that work that I did, but I still have to do that work. Yeah. I still have to fact check everything and put in my citations. Um, so I really feel like what we saw from workspaces, even though it sounds small, like we're going to see a lot more of this manifest in Google's products. And the point is going to be learning how to program the AI to do the things that is supposed to be easier to do, <sighs> which sounds really daunting. <laughs> yes. I think it's it's going to be interesting. I mean, already we're seeing people that are uh, trying to create a valuable skill in that I know how to craft a prompt for ch for ChatGPT that mm -hmm. will generate the result that I want or that you want. And that just like there are people who can find things with Google search that other people can't find. Cause that's they, what I was thinking of. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it, and probably, and it probably is going to be like an interesting thing, but, the, but this is actually, that's a, that, that is accidentally a really good transition to sidekick, uh, which is, I didn't understand the it. Bing sidebar. Sorry. Yeah. It's, it's it, the Bing sidebar. <laughs> yeah. But it's, but it's interesting where it's, it's presented as, so it's a sidebar in workspaces that, proactively will suggest prompts so that uh and of course i'm not going to make a clippy reference here because actually actually i i, I never was in, introduced to clippy because that that feature came and went from word faster than i think it actually landed in the microsoft in the mac version of word but mm. but the but the idea is that like if you're reading like a long long message thread in mail like so, uh, the problem that we that uh, that i handed out before is that Maybe you're not aware that, hey, look, there's this little like barred like a box in the side that could simplify what you're doing in an immense way if you knew that it could do that and you know how to create that prompt. So that like so instead, Sidekick will basically notice, hey, he's looking at a really, really long message thread with like 18 people in his office that are in this thread. I'm going to suggest a prompt in this in this sidekick sidebar that says, "Hey, why don't I summarize this entire like 800 message, uh, 11 month long message thread for you, or let me tr let me uh, generate a spreadsheet that has a list of like all the deadlines on this project and who's responsible for each one of them and whether that's been completed or not, rather than you like continuing to like scroll scroll scroll." grumble get angry cut paste copy i can actually do that for you i'm i've 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 been exp my 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 multi-trillion dollar corporate masters have exploited the work of innocent workers like you so that i can automate this for you but it's uh, that, that's a lot of sinning that my company has done on your behalf and you should that that sin should not go should, should not be going to waste um the the, the thing that i thought was uh Maybe cross the the example that I think crossed the line a little bit, like because they're trying to focus on, mm -hmm. hey, here are wholesome, productive, like uh, uh, partnership sort of uh, creation things that the AI will, AI will help you with. So they gave another example. I think this was actually in the live demo. Not all of this stuff was that we're talking about were live demos. Most a lot of it was just like slides, like a recreation of what it would look like. Um, so like they she gave the uh, she gave the the, the positive hey we're i'm writing a i'm writing a, a little a fun story uh with my daughter and here's the first two paragraphs of the story about i don't know the golden fairy and the mushroom or whatever 
And now <laughs> in Sidekick, it says, ooh, these are the first two paragraphs. What wouldn't it be interesting if here's some options for what the little fairy could do after that? And it's like a choose your own adventure where there's three options that it gives you. And then optionally, you can basically cut and paste some of that stuff in. Or you can say, well, what if that second thing happened, but it was a duck instead of a giraffe? And I'm not sure that I'll, I'm already trying to navigate the idea of like in the being in the middle of a writing project and being stuck and asking an AI for prompts and help. Because on the one hand, I do appreciate that sometimes it's actually helpful for someone to chime in, even if they're giving you a really bad idea, because your reaction to that bad idea will kick you into a good idea. Or sometimes it's like, actually, that's a really good idea. I should go. I, I'm going to at least try that out. On the other hand, like, I don't, it's, it's, it's like when, <laughs> it's like when like you're, I'm, I know this is going to be an esoteric reference, but I just, I just saw Ted Lasso <laughs> like last okay. night. And so he's, he, he does the sort of stuff. Those kind of, this kind of stuck, stuck with me, but it's like, have, have you ever been like when you were a kid, and like you, you see your your grandmother or your aunt for the first time since like they sent you that really nifty birthday gift, and you are about to say, "Hey, auntie, thanks so much for the Lego kit. I really, really loved it. Something I wanted." But before you say it, your mom says, "Are you going to thank your aunt for for oh, giving you that?" Right, and and right. I was like, "Okay, but now it looks like I'm begrudgingly doing what I'm ordered to do instead of actually." It, it, it that's what it kind of feels like with these prompts. It's like. Yeah, but am I, I was, am I, am I, am I, am I not coming up with really good ideas on my own because I see a perfectly good idea that's just been like dropped in this sidebar and I couldn't help but look at it and think, actually, that really legitimately is a really good idea. I'd be very proud to have come up with that idea myself. So I don't, and I think, I think a lot of this is just like that generation of people who did not want to. Uh, like deposit checks inside an inside an automated automated teller machine, because I don't know if it's is it gonna what what happens if like it, they get they they read the check wrong I can't get the check back I, I I'm gonna wait in line I'm gonna go inside and hand it to a teller and the, it's it's just so sometimes a new technology is so different from what you're used to and the trust chain that you formed in the process that you can't abandon it very very quickly and so that's why mm -hmm. I thought this was a very very odd choice for a demonstration uh we have still so much cloud uh cloud still so much ai stuff to go i think yeah. we're gonna try and zip go, through these take, last take couple it, of ones it, so the one that's kind of um creating a little bit of a stir in journalism circles right now is search searches snapshots and so what's going to happen is that um this chatbot is going to be integrated into Google search and what it's going to do is going to give you a snapshot of where it got the information. So AI will generate a brief summary and answer to your query, but then every fact that it states is going to also link to a specific web page where it was sourced from, um, as well as suggested links and thumbnails. But the fear over this is that it's going to keep clicks from happening to those third parties. Effectively, Google is becoming more of a front page. Yeah. And the fear is that it will be the only page for a lot of this. And that um, even as you continue the conversation, you're not continuing it on the publisher's websites where they're trying to, you know, where we are, let's say, because I'm the one doing this, we're trying to encourage <laughs> you to go. So um, this it'll be 
I saw this coming. The writing was on the wall that this was going to happen with search, but I do understand some of the concerns that are sprouting up around features yeah. like I, this. I understand the concerns. I, I'm not, I'm not bothered by how they've done this. What is, what it seems, what it seems like to me is that it's more like you're still doing a Google search and as happens, just like what happens right now, where if I do a search for like Michelle Pfeiffer mm-hmm. and it's going to, it's, it's going to give me like search results for Michelle Pfeiffer from like Wikipedia, IMDb, whatever, but it's also going to have an info box. You know, here's what she looks like. Here's some movie she's been in. Here's when she was, here's, here's her birthday. And if I was, if, if I was actually just curious as to like, was she, how old was she in the eighties when she made this movie? I've got my answer without having to click through to IMDb or any place else. I think so. I think that's fair game. I think that from from the demo from the demo that they chose to show us, he said very very carefully. It seemed to me as though the premise is that this is a plain old Google search. I'm going to uh, my as a chat as an AI bot. I'm going to summarize in a couple of paragraphs what is embodied inside the first couple pages of these search results. However, if so, so if all you were looking for is the most trivial surface answer to a question, then yeah, I'm going to deny somebody the the opportunity to, if if they, if they, if they want to know, uh, if, if they want to know, like, can I, uh, can I cook Brussels sprouts uh, in, in an instant pot? Yes or no. I'm going to lose the I'm going to lose the opportunity to read 18 paragraphs on this recipe of whenever I think of Brussels sprouts I always think of my my gap year in Provence. I was working at a oh god <laughs> tell me can I cook it in a pressure cooker or not? You're not uh, all that yeah. lucky. What can we yeah. say? But 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 I'm sorry when it, when it, when I'm getting that it was that it's basically saying, okay, we'll give you the an official summary of like an efficient summary that says that the question you asked was on the right track because here's the information that right. is available, and here are like all of the. I'm not gonna, and I'm not hiding any of the links that uh, we got this information from. As a matter of fact, we're giving you thumbnails to easy click on of like websites that have this information. But it's really, really useful because if it's uh, the, the the example that that Google has been coming up with for the past couple of years i think was the limit in the limitations of search is that it's difficult when all those times when you want to search for something but you don't know the search word for it you don't you don't it's or what you're looking for is just something as vague as i've got two and a half hours free in boston i'm staying in a hotel in copley square what's there to do like near in the copley square area and you don't know whether you're searching for restaurants or like historical things or walks or fitness p- places or restaurants or whatever. And the ability to then refi- to basically continue the conversation with Google search and saying, oh, I didn't know that there was like a big church. And you, you show me a picture of it. Like, is there like, uh, can you show me what it looks like inside? Like, are there music concerts there? Oh, yeah, there, there's, there's, a, there's, there's, there's a chorus that does performs like every three or four times. And then well, what kind of music do they perform? Blah, 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 blah. So I, th- I think that this is a good solution to a bunch of problems of, A, making sure that this is not, as you say, a destination in and of itself, which would get them in so much trouble internationally uh, for, for so many different reasons, but also something that you're not just simply taking the word of a generative AI to teach you something that you're trying to learn. It's like, here's, here's what I, 
here's what I think the re- your search results are saying, but absolutely click on these links to actually get the information. I'm not going to be able to give you real information. So I'm, I'm, I'm okay with it. And I, and also, and it, I don't think it, it violates the integrity or makes me doubt the integrity of Google search proper because all your search results are still there. If you just scroll past it, just like you scroll past that picture of Michelle Pfeiffer and that list of all of her movies, you can just take a look at search results. Andy, do you want to, do you want to just kind of summarize us out on a couple of things? It's yeah. Just, just a couple Google I mean, cloud the, project tailwind. Very. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. There's just a, just a couple of really quick hits. I mean, it, it was important to talk about how, uh, AI, they want to integrate AI into Google search. That's something we've been worried right. about for about a year. Um, yeah. Google Cloud, basically, they're also trying to offer, hey, look, we can, even if you're not Google and you want to create uh, custom trained models based on your own data for custom applications, hey, we can host it with Google Cloud timely because it's the first t- first quarter in which results in which Google Cloud actually made money. Project mm-hmm. Tailwind, I kind of broke out because I thought that was super interesting and also a little bit confusing. Uh, a good, uh, I don't know whether this is an actual app and service that Google is going planning to build or whether this is just a demo of the stuff you can build on Google cloud using Google's like AI APIs, What it basically it's, it's really cool. It's a, it's a notebook, like it's a notebook app where you can just like, I've, I've been researching, uh, this artist, I've mentioned it here and there like for like mm-hmm. 10 years now. And mm-hmm. I've got like hundreds and hundreds of piles of documents, mm-hmm. research, scans of articles, my own notes, all all PDFs, all kinds of things. So Project Tailwind, if if this turned into a real note, a real shipping product, I could uh, in one fell swoop put like that 50 gigabyte folder of stuff right into dump it into the notebook every time i come up with new information i will you know put it into my my notebook there and then an ai that's attached to that notebook is trained specifically and solely on the information inside that notebook so i could ask then Mm -hmm. ask a a question like uh hey uh i create a create a a spreadsheet uh, in google sheets i want to see a list of every painting and sculpture that my artist created while he was living in paris I also want that spreadsheet list to include all of the paintings and sculptures that this other artist created while they were in Paris at the same time as my guy. And I want you to list them all chronologically and also list where it was first exhibited, when it was finished, uh, who modeled for it, all that sort of stuff. And then all this stuff that would take me like months to, to digest out of this thing, I can just simply get it from the AI. Interesting, but it would be, it would be not uninteresting if it were just – Hey, here's something that if you want to develop this yourself, by all means, it would be a really, really cool thing for them to do. Um, but uh, a few only other couple of things that they did hint on uh, anti misinformation tools as part of the hey, we're doing mm-hmm. this responsibly, so we're making sure we're build we're building tools so that if you see uh, something that might be ge- a lie, might be generative AI, a fake photo, we'll give you the tools to like try to figure out if that's true. Um, and then finally, just notes of like as I mentioned before, a lot of this stuff is. It's going to be coming out in like dribs and drabs over the course of the year. There weren't a whole lot of specific dates outside of like Bard uh, getting Palm t- uh, Palm Two like immediately, and now being mm-hmm. open to everybody. No sign up is just there and ready for you. Uh, so there, if you go to labs.withgoogle.com, you can look at all these different like features and projects and sign up on a wait list to be let it be one of the first people to like be let in to start to try it. Interesting though, interestingly though, this I think it was today 
uh, I got like an email, like as just as a Google One subscriber saying, hey, as a Google One subscriber, I got that too. yep, would you mm-hmm. uh, click on this link to like get like be first on the list to like get this, these features, like to try out these features in, in uh, Google's experimental labs when they become available. So, so it's not available yet. But maybe this means that because I've been giving them hundreds of dollars, <laughs> I get I get to I get to I get to be the first person to try the new version of the Blob Opera. <laughs> oh boy! Well, why don't we take? I guess this is a good time for us to take a break. I know we're running very long, but there's a lot to cover. This is this but, is uh, if, if, if we were going to be running super long any week, it was probably yeah. going to be this week. Yeah. So. Let's take a break. We'll be right back and we'll talk about Android and some hardware. Well, for a Google developer keynote, there sure weren't a lot of Android things. Because as I mentioned, we literally had about, what, 40 minutes of Android. And yeah, we had 40 minutes. So we started (laughs) with Dave Burke came out, VP of Android. um, And he showed us all the new. And he didn't (laughs) even talk about Android 14. Yeah. That's the thing is we didn't even talk about it this year. Like it, it was, it was such a nothing burger. And for no, for, you didn't even mention the beta. That didn't didn't the mention the beta. Second beta that came out this week didn't didn't mention any significant features that were that were coming out. And so all they talked about was like, hey, here's the lock screen enhancements that we kind of stole from iPhone <laughs> that Android 14 is going to have, and then this interminably long live demo of this incredibly exciting new wallpaper generator it's like oh my god you can take emojis and like it will be like a pattern okay, of okay, emojis hold on, hold on andy i just here watch me do this i'll watch me slowly select each it's like oh my god we don't need to know any of this okay so i i agree with you that it is a very interesting choice to <laughs> have the emoji wallpaper be a part of the uh, keynote i think the whole idea of that was that you can use ai <laughs> well the whole idea of it was to have a runway to tell them about the sure. generative ai wallpapers right but um i do know that the team the emoji team the the design team they have been working on this for a while so this was not from my understanding, this is not confirmed officially by Google, but from my understanding, they were working on this before Apple released iOS 16 internally. Okay, we're, we're talking so, about we're talking about the lock screen stuff, yeah. We're talking about, we're talking about the emoji wallpaper. Okay, oh, okay. everybody, I just I want to I want to give some credence to the design team, you know, because the the I would much rather have a wallpaper made of Android emojis than iOS emojis because I like Android emojis better. I'm still not a big fan of the way Apple does the emojis, okay? <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, but, you no, know, it really was a complete um, rip-off of the iOS 16. <laughs> it was like, and now you can make a beautiful new lock screen. It's like, <laughs> did you take this out of the Apple event last year? <laughs> because... Regardless, I'm excited. I'm going to use it. Um, I think it's rolling out to Pixel devices at the end next month or at the end of this month. Um, it's coming as a Pixel feature drop. Oh, nice. So this is not going to be an Android 14 particular. And I think we're going to see a lot more of this at Google uh, things happening going forward, which is that we're going to see features coming out for Android users that are not tied to a specific version of Android. And I think this is going to be very hard for people to take into consideration because 
we are so used to the Apple model of a software piece of software comes out and here are the new features. But because of all the work that Google did on the back end with Project Mainline, et cetera, et cetera, mm -hmm. the whole idea was that they could circumvent all of these waiting times by just updating it on the back end. But to keep you buying those that Pixel hardware, you know, they have to do the exclusive feature, sure. Pixel feature drops. And so this is what you will get. My understanding is this is what you will get as part of being as part of the Pixel experience. So in a way, it is like Apple. It is very proprietary to one <laughs> line of hardware. Yeah. Um, the generative AI wallpaper, by the way, it's worth mentioning that that relies on prompts. And uh, I actually, I I can mention this now. I'm off embargo. I actually <laughs> did talk to Dave. I had an interview with Dave Burke. Um, nice. Google gave me some one-on-one -on -one time with him. And so I got to talk to him about all this stuff coming out. And uh, he did mentioned that it was very important to them to make it a a mad lib <laughs> okay you didn't say mad lib but i'm calling it a mad lib to steer people away from making crass things like Naughty. It, it uses it uses safe search first of all so you can't use uh terminology outside bottoms of <laughs> crevices okay okay, okay. hold on <laughs> I, I did ask if there was a way somebody could fool it to get naughty things in. And when this goes live, Andy, in the fall, because it's going to go live in the fall, we, we have to try it with words like crevices, <laughs> bottoms, folds, uh, I don't know, fingers. Yes. Um, I don't know. What else is like, what else is like erotic, but is not, you know, like. Dangle. Ears. Dangling. <laughs> Anyway, contorting? I don't know. <laughs> there, and can I say, there was no need for him to put the P-O-O-P -O -O -P emoji in that wallpaper during the live demo. Well, you I can think, do that. But, that, but <laughs> still, I mean... I, I wonder if I, you could put in the word phallic, sorry, into the AI, generative AI Mad Lib. There's nothing smutty I'm just about... Saying. There's nothing smutty about Latin. There's... <laughs> Right, and I'm saying, is the safe search going to keep out phallic? Okay, so anyway, we will try and trick it when it comes out. We but, will try uh, to abuse it, of course. <laughs> but Just but like... it, it was... It, so Andy did put a note in our notes about how it was a dreadfully long live demo. So I will say, first of all, Dave Burke was definitely the one who got a lot of um, uh, praise for his personality on stage True. i was walking by groups of people and like hearing them talk about it you know i heard it from google employees like they really liked his presence up there because yeah. he was having fun with it and i think part of the reason that they spend such a dreadfully long time on it is because and showing david's personality having fun with it is because they want you to think of ai and the way that it's going to exist from okay. Google as a fun thing, right? So you're associating this, oh my God, AI is going to be so fun. I get to make silly, poopy wallpapers of yachts. And, 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 the yachts and, all and, look like poop. And I, and I do have to support that because he was probably the only person who felt like really at ease and natural and actually like Speaking because honestly, it's his product that he works on. So, right. well, but but the most of the most of the stuff was being introduced by team leaders and like managers. Like there was one I I will I I. I won't uh, single them out, but uh, 
there was some scripted bit of business <laughs> in which like they were relieved that a feature had actually worked in a live demo and oh, and she and she, and, and they and they and they again it's, it's it was scripted and you could actually hear them read the word whoo <laughs> not like there's if they'd rehearsed it, it's like well just just, to, just make some sort of a sound that says wow that's a relief but, no but she, but they saw the word w-h-e-w exclamation point on the prompter and they said whew that was a that was a relief. <laughs> like, okay. That's... Can I tell you something, dear listeners? Uh, I'm not going to put this behind a paywall. Uh, I <laughs> told Dave. So, I told Dave Burke in my interview with him as we were closing out the conversation that Google I/O keynote would be while Mercury's in retrograde, <laughs> and they, you know, he. He and, and PR, they asked me, well, what's the significance of that? And I said, well, Mercury rules. Like Mercury rules the planet of communication and technology. And when it goes backwards, this is when things go haywire. So, you know, I'm wishing for you guys to have a smooth keynote. I'm an awful. I don't know how they are still set. Get, I don't know how they're still giving me information on an embargo. Um, that, that is, I, I don't know that- why, because... Dave Burke makes you feel so comfortable. True, I can imagine. By the that. end of the by the end of my half hour with him, I'm like, "Yeah, buddy, I hope it goes well for you." Like Mercury's in retrograde, better watch out. And he's like, "What are you talking about?" And I'm like, "Oh, sorry." So I'm really into the stars. <laughs> <laughs> okay, before I, we 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 have like a minute and a half left, so it's probably important. I say, if you're thinking about having a sandwich later today, don't don't have a sandwich. What, you can have a wrap, you can have a burrito, but don't have it. It's really important you don't have a sandwich. <laughs> it just, any, but I can say this, I can give this anecdote now because nothing went wrong for them. Everything was fine. I didn't jinx anybody. That's fine. Nope, that's fine. But I was a little worried after I said that. I was like, dear God, please don't let anything happen because I just said that and it's going to be pinned on me. Like, <laughs> Oh my God! Okay, so that's, nothing bad happened. That's, that's good. I, I, I have to say though that that is straight out of an episode of The West Wing, where like some somebody like someone's just like the, the 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 president is just having a meet and greet with like some like public school teachers like they're signing a, a special bill and one of them says, "Oh, did you know? Oh, I'm I'm surprised to see that you're wearing you're wearing like a, a red socks today because." You, you, you know that like Venus is in blah, 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 which means that the color red is going to attract a lot of negative energy. I mean, is anything interesting happening today? And he stiffens up and says, no, no, nothing important. And he's he, then cut to the next scene where he's meeting with Leo about talking about we can't have these. We can't have these peace talks today. Like, why? I, we can't. Do, we just can't. <laughs> we can't do the thing. Walk with me. <laughs> I, I know. <laughs> Florence Iron has left journalism to become an astrologist at tech companies. Uh, I mean, I have, I guess I have a career if I ever decide to. Anyway, uh, okay, last thing for Android Magic Composer messages. Now, this uses AI, it is cutesy. It is um, not something that is going to appear in the notification shade because for some reason I asked that question because I was thinking that this would be like uh, the smart reply prompts that you mm-hmm. will get in the notification shade so you could quickly reply. I was just thinking it might be something fun that they would do. They said, no, you're going to go in there. You're going to tell the AI machine that you want to make yourself sound like a cowboy, and then it's going to make <laughs> you sound like a cowboy. 
in your message for some reason. I'm sure it's fun. I'm not really understanding the practicality of this particular thing. I think I I think it's like emoji stickers or yeah or, or or stuff like that. Well, emoji at least is like I can make my own wallpaper. Fun. Oh no 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 no, no not, not not emoji. Emoji is actually useful. Oh. But I'm talking. I mean yes. like <laughs> animated emoji stickers and like animated gifs. Like okay, I, again that was that was fun the first three times we used it, but now it's like why are you making me like why why did you make our conversation scroll up an entire half a screen just to show me like a bear who's like eating a cookie shaped like a star. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. like I, it's cute, but now I have to scroll back to find out exactly where we're meeting for dinner. Yeah, but I thought I, that, okay. that that is like uh, I do like this. This that's one of the, some of the demos I really enjoyed were like uh, when they're showing like uh, uh, help me write uh, help me write an email that uh-huh. uh, they 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 did they did a demo like here's they're responding to like a cable company is offering to well, airlines is offering like a voucher to, to recompense for, for canceled flight. And he says that he's using the AI to say, actually write a response saying, I don't want a voucher. I want like a refund of what I paid. And it generates like a very sensible reply with all the contextual information. But then there's a pop-up you can say, actually, I want this to be more verbose. I want this to be more formal. I want this to be less formal. I want to be as, as, as someone who is convinced that, my uh, social software is has never left beta it's like i would be uh, there are many social situations and like professional situations where i'd like i'd like to know what a computer who's been trained by a trillion dollar corporation thinks mm. casual and a f- casual short and effective response to this would look like i'm not Without necessarily going to use it but like wow that was way off i shouldn't have i shouldn't have started with howdy <laughs> and i shouldn't have ended with a <laughs> yeah so i do think that that is something that's going to be helpful because i think about the situations where i am vo- doing voice dictation and i wish the computer would just take over for me i'd like tell somebody <laughs> i'm going to be there in five or whatever yeah. but i also think about how those emails that you're describing are in their own sense that it's emotional labor yeah. and folks like me who are who've, who've got some there's definitely some neurodivergence going on <laughs> that we're not entirely sure of, but we know that it, it's to the point where sometimes it's very hard to answer an email. And I write for a living, okay? So I know how to write things, but I sometimes at the end of the day, I do not have the brain power to write a, that very important email to that person who's asking me, where is the payment for something, you know, or something like that. So right. it's not going to replace me as a writer. But, but but for will th- help me when I'm tired. There 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 are times when like it's Thursday and that's when I'm starting mm-hmm. to look at that folder in my inbox where I put things that can't that that they're important enough that I shouldn't ignore them. Not so important that I have to rep- drop everything, reply to them right away. And that if to to have like a, a to have a Palm or or Bar or another chat bot and be able to say with a prompt take every take every email that's in this defer this 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 mailbox called deferred write each an individual custom email saying i'm sorry i meant to get this to this by now i'm definitely going to reply to you tonight i just wanted to make sure you knew that you're still like i haven't ignored this message yet Mm -hmm. and make it and Mm -hmm. tailor tailor it to each (laughs) to each one and then of course it would show me each one but now all, all i have to do is like read and click okay like 11 times in a row rather than number four Hey Steve! Wow, 
I saw your Instagram in which you were, were uh, really killing it up that mountain. It really looks cool. Uh, yeah, I did read your email. I need to like take a little bit, uh, get, get, get the, these bees out of my head so I can, you know, focus on it, but I'll, de- I'm definitely going to, Oh God, that's terrible. <laughs> What's Hey, 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 chatbot. Does that sound deranged? Like on a scale of one to a hundred. Wow. Okay. Uh, wow. let's not send that. <laughs> can can wow. you rewrite this so that it's not deranged? <laughs> Okay, I I'm going to zoom through this last part because Please if do. you want to read what I think about this stuff, you need to go to gizmodo.com. Yes. At this point. Um and it's sorry everybody. Anyway. I mean, yeah, it's listen, you already know my, f- all of the stuff broke like 3 weeks ago, so the Pixel hardware. Yes, exactly. You already know Flow went hands-on with the Pixel tablet. It's what um, my friend at The Verge, Victoria Song, lovingly called uh, the modular Android tablet. <laughs> when I thought about that, I was like, that's a really good way of looking at it. That's true, because you just put it on the speaker dock and it's a Nest display all of a sudden. Then you take it off and it's an Android tablet. It's like, oh yeah, I guess that makes it modular. <laughs> um Eight gigs of RAM, up to 256 gigs of storage. There are no additional accessories for this beyond the dock and the case that was made to fit with the dock. It is USI 2.0 compatible. So if you have one of those third-party styluses, you can use that. Obviously, you could pair a Bluetooth keyboard with it, but this is definitely supposed to be a homebound device. They are including the dock in the $500 price. They're encouraging you to go out buy a $130 dock for the other rooms in your house where you might be wanting to dock this tablet. So this is very much going to be a homebound device. Just another way they're using Android. And, you know, with the way that they've been killing off features from the current smart displays, Hmm. I definitely see a future where Nest displays and the software therein maybe aren't as they're not permeating as much products yeah. wow i'm so tired i mm. could only think of the word permeating i mm. apologize <laughs> flow's tired guys yep <laughs> and and another okay. opportunity to talk about the google <laughs> assistant but this was not this was a two and a half two hours and five minutes in which they could not find time to say those two words even once yeah that's actually very true yeah, that was that surprised the hell out of me. True. Particularly on a keynote that's so AI heavy, the, the the fact that they're not even teasing. Hey, here's how we're making the Google Assistant even smarter, or even here's how we're making the voices in Google Assistant sound more natural, and here's how we're making it more responsive to your questions and your queries. It's like it's like they've abandoned it almost. I'm sure they haven't, but it's like that's so suspicious. It is suspicious. And just as an aside, if we do remember back to layoff gate, um, the same time that Amazon laid off Alexa staff members is also the same time that Google was consolidating and shuffling around uh, assistant teams. So it'll be interesting to see what comes of that. Mm. The good news is that Android isn't going anywhere. So this is... Of course. and, And we know that it's not because... The Android team was relatively saved from those mass layoffs that happened. Um, But as you'll notice, they didn't get a lot of stage time because uh, unless they were talking about AI. So, um, or about the Pixel Fold, which is another thing that they really 
trotted out. Rick Osterloh came out and was like, here is our ultra premium uh, <laughs> foldable. It is the thinnest phone we ever made when you splay it out. Uh, it starts the same amount of money as Samsung Z Fold 4, so $1,800. A lot of people are already complaining about the hinge in the middle. I'm going to tell you it's not that bad. Get over it. it. I, saw, I, I, saw, <laughs> I saw a bunch of people saying that you can't lay it flat because it always you have to really like force it down to be flat because otherwise it will like it will like no, it go was fine. just a little bit okay no it, it was fine um the thing that i don't like about it is the bezels on the inside and and i've gotten a couple of comments from people like what's wrong with bezels flow and i'm like let me tell you the problem the problem is i've been using a z fold 4 for the past 10 months <laughs> okay and or whatever eight nine months and I'm used to a Samsung design paradigm, okay? So I expect a little bit more from a first-gen fold, especially since apparently this is like the second or third one that they were working on because I think they canceled the first one. Yeah. It's weird. I was I was trying to... I was wondering if like the price I thought was uh, an interesting coincidence and it made me wonder if... Uh, part of the agreement with Samsung for getting those displays was you are not going to make a phone that is going to compete on price with these our Samsung folder else you can develop your own folding screens can't you no you can't so you're going to make sure that this no is you fun. can't no you can't <laughs> I they did show off some tricks with the pixel fold they showed out that they showed you could take selfies with the outside camera okay you could do that with the Z fold and the Z flip um, and the find and two flip and all the flipping folding phones. It's just a foldable thing. You can translate, uh, you can use Google Translate, use both screens on the inside and outside to do the exchange with the person in front of you, which is honestly just an extension of a feature that already existed in Google Translate. <laughs> it was just a nice way that they took advantage of the extra screen. By the way, I accidentally called it three screens. I was doing radio. I was doing a radio interview, right. and I accidentally called it three screens. And then I had to explain that I think about it as three screens because I think it's one screen on the front and two screens on the inside, right. even though they are connected. That's just the way my brain sort of. And nope, but also I, I because that. when you use Android, the OS, the horizontal rail. So this was also something that I kind of learned from Dave Burke in my interview with him, which is that the the way the rail works on the large screen foldable Android experience is to partition that screen into two screens the way that a Windows 10 or 11 machine would, you know, snap to either side. And it's a very fluid experience on the Pixel tablet, I will say. You just drag and drop the same way you would on a desktop OS. Uh, and you already know that there's like a ton of apps that are ready for this. But I would give Samsung some credit for that because mm -hmm. they did put out their foldables first, which got companies like Peloton and TikTok, which were a part of the fold demonstrations at Google I.O., to make an app that worked with this form factor so that people would know, oh, if I'm buying a foldable, I can use the app for the Peloton, you know, or I can use TikTok and have that, or I can use Google Sheets and, Google, and Gmail and do all of that. So... It'll be, I'm going to be very curious to see how the market adapts to this, like yeah. how, how we adopt it and how we adapt to the existence of now two foldables in the U.S. 
Yeah, I, I I gotta say that I'm at least intrigued enough to want to like see if I can get a Pixel tablet. Yeah, just you to, should just to just to see just to have an experience of here's what and with Android 14 on a tablet size device will look like. Particularly now that I mean, it's almost not a boast. It's almost not an announcement or a feature when they say that. Yes, we are the makers of Android, <laughs> Google. We are also the makers of the google apps that you use on the google tablets to run google apps and services we are just now getting around to making sure that our own apps work well on tablets but hey look we've updated over 30 different google apps to work with tablets now like yes but you've been having there have been you've used to sell google uh, android tablets didn't you oh yeah for a number of years and they all worked really terrible and we said, gee, I wish that someone would get around to fixing that. And then two years ago, was it Larry? La- Larry, it was Larry, right? Yeah. Larry said, hey, we're responsible for that. So we should be doing that ourselves. And then, boy, did we feel stupid. And then we get around to it. And now, yeah, that's 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 not good. That's that's not good. Um, last, last bit of hardware. Just go read my review of the Pixel 7a. I'll put it in the show notes. Uh, it's basically the seven. It's basically the Pixel Seven with um, lower, not lower grade, excuse me, but more economical materials. It's not. It's not low grade materials. It's. It's actually. It feels quite premium, but it's definitely like in terms of durability, it's like one teensy bit step below the seven. But I'm very curious to see how Google is going to do the flagships in October. I'm assuming it's in October because I'm not going to buy a Pixel 8 with 8 gigs of RAM when the A series is now coming with 8 gigs of RAM. <laughs> yep. Okay. I want 12 gigs if you're going to start doing this. I want a small pro and a big pro if that's what you're going to start doing. Yeah. We're going to do the Apple model. Okay. Get me a small pro and a big pro, the small hands and the big hands, just like on the watches, small watch, big watch. Let's yep. do that for the, for the pro <laughs> phones. Okay. Let's put 12 gigs of RAM in there and a telephoto lens. And a headphone jack. No, it's okay. We don't have to do the headphone jack. It's fine. We do. We do. We do. Expansion slot. You you, you got to ask for three things. I'm only asking for one. And it's just like drill a hole. Let me put a headphone in there. Andy, drill a hole. It's a little more complicated than that to put an auxiliary port. Drill a hole. Put some wires in there. Stick them in with that silver glue. Duh. You're a trillion dollar company. You should be, you should own a drill. You should own wires. You should own that special silver glue that sticks the wires to the thing. I'm sorry to be that oh, blunt, but I've been pushed too far, Florence Ion. So this, I think, is a good step for us to take a little break. Uh, we are actually going to close out the podcast in in our in a couple of minutes, but we're going to take a quick little break because that was a lot. And uh, we have to recuperate some energy so we can, for our members, because we've got some more stuff coming up. I'm going to be talking about my experience with Project Starline, which is the 3D conferencing booth (laughs) that Google is deploying across businesses right now in a testing phase. So stay tuned for that. But uh, we'll be right back. Andy, let's go take a quick break. And we're back to close out the material podcast. But before we go, a little PSA from your hosts, Andy and Flo. I am going to be taking a little break from everything for a month. 
And it's not because I mouthed off just now. No, 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 no. It has nothing. Actually, it has absolutely zero percent to do with Andy. <laughs> the only reason I'm not going to be here is because um, I'm going I'm going on medical leave. Okay, or as they call it in the state of California, a leave of absence. <laughs> Uh, that's what that's what the government calls it. And so I figured if I'm going to be taking a leave of absence from my day job, I should take a leave of absence from my side jobs as well. So <laughs> this being one. And um, I'm so grateful because Andy has agreed to give me this time <laughs> that I so desperately need to take care of some stuff that I've got going on physically and mentally. And um I'm going to be back in, let's see, one, two, three, four shows. So Andy's going to do four shows. The next four shows are going to be without me. And then I'm going to be back uh, the week of June 12th. That's the plan. I'm, I'm, I'm glad you're taking this time off. Because you've, boy, boy, you've had, boy, you've had a busy like 2023. Boy, you've had to deal with a whole bunch of stuff that like made 2023 even harder. So, and you know, I'm sure, dear listeners, you've noticed that I've been calling out sick a lot, and it's because I have just some awful stuff going on with my body, and it's very hard to see doctors, and so. I had a doctor who said, until you can go do all of those uh, appointments, I think you should take some rest and you should really focus on understanding your symptoms and yeah. like what triggers them. And it's very hard to do that when you are running 100,000 miles a minute, uh, working full-time as a technology journalist, covering giant companies and also raising a toddler in America. Yes. <laughs> By the way, it's really hard. Uh, <laughs> Uh, let me take a sip of water because that yeah. was a lot telling you, dear listeners, about all that. Yeah, I mean, there's there's there, there's something about uh, it's um, when you, when you talk about like how much harder it is to like keep up with stuff when you get older. It really isn't so much the body breaking down, isn't in isn't like the mind like rubbing off in places. It really is acknowledging in the, in your thirties and forties and fifties, you can acknowledge that you should not, not, not have been in your twenties saying, you know what, this is a lot, but I can handle it. I'll, you know what, I'm only going to sleep for a couple hours tonight, but I'll make it up on the weekends or, oh gosh. you know what, this is, it's, yeah. it's, if you were smarter, when, when you have more life experience in your twenties, you would have said, okay, I'm going to have to take a couple of steps back and that's going to be really disappointing to me and some other people for another, some levels, but I've got to get through the next several decades of my life. And that requires me slowing down. Yeah. It starts in college. The, the, the rat race, like you just, you go to college and then you get settled into college and then you go find a job and then you get settled in with a job and then you go find an internship and then you get settled in an internship and you go find a job, you know, <laughs> and, and like a career, I should say, right. Yeah. Not just a job to pay the bills. Um, so yeah, Flo's going to be taking a break. I really want to thank again, Andy, uh, our editor, Jim, who has been really supportive about this, uh, Mike and Steven here at Relay FM have been really supportive about this. And um, I'm hoping to come back somewhat refreshed with a new kind of understanding of 
you know, and material podcast isn't going anywhere. Uh, Andy's still going to be doing the member episodes. And, um, and then when I get back, if you want to hear me talk to you about Christian school, I'll put it behind a paywall. <laughs> it's fine. Some incentive for you. Uh, for the story of for the, for the story involving like having to hear the, the rap about the promise rings without giggling or throwing something that's got to be worth whatever <laughs> oh god well, i think i actually had one of those promise rings but uh god, dear. so, can, so what, i'm sure you can guess how that went but uh, <laughs> it became the ring became part of foreplay we're not going to get we're not going to get into it for, beyond that but yeah, the I didn't fact, marry that the, but person, the fact, but anyway, <laughs> <laughs> you can make your own assumptions. The fact that the fact that the, the promise ring was involved made it that much more dangerous and taboo, and therefore that much more satisfying. Is two thousands Christianity in a nutshell? Anyway, I'm sorry, everyone. Andy and I are laughing. We are. <laughs> because this is us this is us this is this podcast yeah. so well i'm, I'm gonna I'm, miss everybody uh, yeah and i was gonna say that yeah, i'm sure as hell gonna miss you it's gonna it's this is uh i i like the fact that we usually record at a part of the week where it's like my hardest day of the entire week is usually the day like the the, the, the daylight hours before we record and not, not because we're recording that night but because that right. is traditionally for decades has been Wednesday is the day that I don't, I try not to make any, any plans. I try not to make any meetings or anything like that. This is where I figure, figure out by the end of the day, am I going to complete my to-do list for the week or am I not going to complete the to-do list? If I am going to do it, what is my plan for Wednesday and for, for Thursday and Friday to get that done? And can I possibly weasel my way out of work on Friday if I get mm -hmm. super ahead? And so that's why Wednesday is the one day that I'll say, you know what? I'm going to challenge myself and try to try to get lots of stuff done. Mm -hmm. and, it's, mm -hmm. and it's always been one of the nicest little rewards of, but then at the end of the day, I get to talk to my friend Flo for a couple hours. And it's going to be it okay. It really is. We're just friends. We just like, we just did our Google I.O. We were just, I was just spilling the tea to you. I even <laughs> told you about my embarrassing Dave Burke moment. <laughs> I'm that sure. I said would never go public, and here we go. I just did it on the podcast without a paywall. So, <laughs> I, I'm sure. I'm sure you. I sure you. I'm sure you came across way better than like a lot of YouTubers like might have or would have or did. That's fair. That's fair. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not denigrating YouTubers. I'm just saying that they a lot of them do have that personality where like when I'm interacting with this executive, it's on camera, so I have to pers a preserve this relationship with the company and this person at all <laughs> at all costs but also not look like i'm starstruck and not look like i'm desperate mm -hmm. to make sure that i don't accidentally ask a question that is impertinent it's it's a it's it's a hard line to go whereas the, the, us ink stained wretches i know that we we do digital but like i still like the words ink stained wretches it's like we got we got shabby clothes. We, we dress we dress nice, but we got to be comfortable because you know we got to make we got to make deadline. And like, I wear our pimple patches to heal our pimples <laughs> in in public. I, I think the I think the problem was it was just like white. It wasn't like if if it had like it a, was if, if, if yeah. it had like a Snorlax on it, you know, or, or if it was like a little pink Maru. star. I forgot there to bring go. those with me. Yeah. All I had was the white glittery clouds, which are very obvious. 
Um, oh, okay, God, so... now I'm going to miss you even more, but I'm glad. Oh, I'm, I'm, yeah. uh, but as much as I'm going to miss you, I'm glad that I'm you're, don't worry, I'll you're talk taking to you. care of your soul for a few. Oh, yeah, we'll, we'll slack. We'll, we'll, we'll still slack. You. Yep. Tell you what the heck is going on. Um, <laughs> as, as we wrap up, so we've already told you go to relay.fm slash membership. That's where you'll find out about the members only episodes. You go to relay.fm slash material. That's where you'll find all the past show notes and, um, you know, where to find us on the internet. I just want everybody to know that I did get a blue sky intervite this week. Intervite, invite. <laughs> so I'm going to be checking that out on leave. <laughs> I hear it's a little unhinged over there right now, like first gen Twitter. So I'm kind of the good weirdos though. <laughs> The, the good unhinged, like right. lots of naked bodies and, and beautiful people <laughs> exposing their bodies. So I'm really looking forward to that. Which, so. Wood, Woodstock, <laughs> the one that did not turn into Lord of the Flies at the end. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm looking forward. Um, you can also keep in touch with me. I still have my Discord and we do have a community there. I will put a link in the show notes for this episode that you can come and join. And I'm also on Instagram and TikTok at Oh That Flow. And I do use those platforms a lot. So please follow me there. Leave Twitter. It's done. <laughs> um, Andy, where can folks find you after this? After listening to this podcast? As usual, the main price of admission to the world of Anatko is to spell my name correctly. I-H-N as in Nancy, A-T as in Tom K-O. I'm Anatko on Twitter and Instagram. Yes, I'm sticking with Twitter for now because there's... There's, this, I mean, I am too. I'm not the, they're, they're, they're friends of they're friends of mine who like are only on Twitter. So it's like, yeah. eh, okay. and you, I'm not. I, yeah. Thank you very much. I'm. I'm. I'm, I'm That's not, where we talk about our podcast. Yeah, exactly. This is this is where we get some feedback. Thank and thank you. But thank you by the way, the the listener who said that hey, mm-hmm. it's we miss we miss flow, but it. But my 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 biggest worry when I do the solos is that oh man, is it just I I have uh, you and I and all of you listeners, you have heard that one or two episodes before like canceling a subscription of hello welcome to phil's anime podcast i'm phil i would talk about all the animes that i saw this week well they seem to be screwing up one piece again i mean i remember when it used to be good i mean i almost can't remember that far back i mean i think okay i know that i still had the orange was the orange car? No, I just think it was orange because it had that big rust stain. It was actually brown, and and you're like, oh my goodness, this is this is like <laughs> this is like this is like oh this is so bad. This is like Charles Grodin's talk show like mm-hmm. on MSNBC like oh, years and yes, years and years ago. Yes, yes. Where it was like my 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 idea of it was that uh, I, I felt as though what I was watching were like tapes that have been recovered from like an Antarctic research station, mm-hmm. like the old, the old kind where like it's, a, it's manned by one person who has to take like celestial readings, like in weather readings every, every, every evening at, a, at the right time. And they're supposed to be relieved and switch out crews at the end of every month, but they kind of forgotten he was there. And so now it's like, he's been there like 13 months alone and he's just like filing these log reports and doesn't know if anybody's ever going to hear them. So it's going to be, well, well, I'm, and so what you have to understand about OJ is that it's part of the diaspora and then a real, a sigh and then an 11 second pause. (laughs) I wonder if Tony Fields were alive today, would she miss Mike Douglas? Cause that show's not on anymore. Are you talking about OJ Simpson? He would. He, I, for okay, I just hold I just, on. 
Hold on. Go ahead. I was talking about OJ Simpson at Google I.O. And how everything is related to OJ Simpson's like six degree of Kevin. Anyway, I'm sorry. Okay, I, we're, talk, I, I, we're talking I, I, a lot. Before, this podcast before, is so long. Before, before, I, before I ask, I love you, no matter what the answer is, but which senior Google executive were you speaking to when you started talking about OJ? I'm sure it's fine. I'm sure it's fine. I just would like to know. I actually, I think it was, um, I think it was the executive who heads up Project Storyline. <laughs> <laughs> well, we can cover that during the bonus episode, can't we? <laughs> I just, I clearly this this year I was very, it was <laughs> another planet this year. Hopefully, they might be back. See again, that's that that's that's why these are only once a year. That gives them a lot of time. Why to... is she talking about the theory that Chloe Kardashian is OJ's daughter? Like, <laughs> why are you talking on this flow at Google I.O.? I'm sorry, everyone. It, I, I need to go on this break. You see. And are we finally ready to forgive Kim for what she did to the famous Marilyn Monroe dress at the Met Gala last year? <sighs> or does she still have some penance left to pay? Because that was quite a historical cultural mm. artifact that she destroyed with that, I'll say a titanic caboose of hers. I know I shouldn't say that because Titanic was a ship and a caboose is part of a train, but you know what I'm talking about. I'm just saying what people are thinking. Thank you, everyone, for listening to us every week. Despite what you've just heard. I mean, you know what? <laughs> God bless us, Andy. God bless, God bless the show. Everyone. Yeah, I know. We're, we're a, a Google podcast, and yet somehow I can relate everything to some random bit of pop culture. I don't know. <laughs> And and Andy can always fall. And anyway, I'm going to miss you, Andy. I'm going to miss you. But again, so. we'll, keep, we'll 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 be in digital touch. And exactly. And we'll we will have we'll have a celebration when you come back next month. Oh, we are, and I'll actually get cake this time because I missed cake the last two podcast anniversaries. So <laughs> I'm going to put it can on I, my calendar right now. I will say I, I know we're desperately. Well, the thing is, like my calendar is at one hour fifty five minutes. It's okay if we make it an even two my- hours. It's not. It's not as though like if we end it now, it'll be shorter. Really, all all I'll say is editor five minutes back. Exactly. (laughs) All I'm saying is, so this is the first, uh, uh, the like the third like Thursday or the second whatever the whatever this is like the second Thursday of May through like September. Like in my scenic historic touristy village, we have few food trucks and like lots of pedestrians and like face painting and something really fast like that. And one of the highlights of that is there is a cupcake truck that does these really great cupcakes. And so I did buy three and I thought of like putting a candle in in one to like wish you a happy birthday because you were, this was your birthday this week. Yes. But, but if it wasn't a cake, it's, it's like a half-assed gesture. I don't like to. It's okay. I appreciate that you thought of me anyway. That means a lot. (laughs) Okay, everyone. Thanks so much for listening to this. We hope you got every every bit of rundown you needed about Google I.O. And we will be here next week. It will be Andy, but eventually I'm coming back. So everybody be safe, be happy, be healthy, and we'll see you in seven days. Just to give you a little bit of taste of what I'm going to be doing, I'm going to be doing oh, talking like a Father Guido Sarducci 
for all of episodes where Flo is not with me. So it will feel like I'm, you know, shaking things up a little bit like that. Uh, so we look, we can all look forward to that. Perfect. Arrivederci, America, and all other countries.